You're listening to Podcast PXN, PlayStation, Xbox, Nintendo. Let's do this. What's up, guys? Welcome to Podcast PXN, episode 91. I am one of your hosts, Daniel Prindle, a.k.a. Dan is DTM on Twitter, and I'm joined over Discord by the man who's bananas for Super Monkey Ball, Christian, <laughs> and the pride of PlayStation, Sean Babiak. Guys, we may be joined by Roro in a little bit, but how are you guys doing? I'm ready to monkey around on this podcast, Super Monkey Ball releases this year baby it's back <laughs> i'm wanting to see if daniel will actually play elden ring because of how ungodly it looks oh no 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 <laughs> thank you uh, to everyone watching us live and participating in the chat just as a reminder we are live each and every wednesday at 8 p.m eastern time on youtube just search podcast pxn and you will find us on there as well as twitch.tv slash podcast pxn as well the topic of the show this week, guys, is being converged with the PXN News of the Week with all of the news out of E3 2021. So let's go ahead and jump right into it. Guys, I'm cheating a little bit because this isn't actually E3 news, but it came out around the same time. Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order is getting its next-gen patch, and it is available right now for free, as so long as you own the uh, current version of it. Uh, I thought this was awesome, and they had already done like a, a day one patch for PS5 and uh, Xbox Series X and S, which kind of gave the performance aspect. But now this is giving us more like beautiful stuff like texture improvements and 4K 30 uh, with those texture improvements. So very, very, very exciting to to get this. And I'm interested to see what this looks like. Uh, are either of you interested in jumping back into Jedi Fallen Order on next gen? Uh, I'm I'm not. I downloaded it because I already owned it, so I added it to my library. Yeah, I'll get the free upgrade. Um, happy for those who have never played it or want to replay it. But like at this point, I've played it and I'm moving on to like the 90 plus games that I currently have to play for this year. So yeah, that's kind of holy crap, Roro out from the back from the dead. Okay, Daniel doesn't have to be on now. Rose he's, on, he's on via his he's car. driving. What are you doing? <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> This I is the safest form of the podcast in the world. <laughs> podcast and drive. I don't know if you guys uh, can actually see me. Probably not. Yeah. The was probably in the way. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Christian, I, I fully agree with you on it. Like, it, it was a great game. I had a lot of fun. I had more fun watching Daniel almost break his house playing it. But uh, I don't need to play it again at this point in time. I'll probably go back to it eventually again. Because I really did find it to be a really good 3D Metroidvania. Uh, but at this point, too much was announced, too much to play. Ratchet and Clank, I have to get 100%. You know how it is. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes, I agree with you guys. Uh, there's already a huge backlog, and it continues to grow. So, uh, yeah, very, very insane stuff uh roro obviously you're not going to be jumping into next gen versions because you don't have a next gen console yet but uh, so moving on to our next story microsoft has announced xbox tv apps which will come to uh some certain tv manufacturers uh that they i don't think they've completely announced the the list of all the manufacturers yet uh but do what 
Sony TV. Yeah, right? I, I'm sure. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, and they also announced their own cloud streaming stick, uh, which is very fascinating. And many people thought that would be coming for a while. But they also announced that cloud would be coming for Xbox One as well, which allows Xbox One players to play next gen games through the cloud on their Xbox One, which is also interesting. Um, out of all of these three things, I'd say the biggest thing that I think is going to be the biggest deal is going to be the streaming stick because you're literally just getting like a, what, 20, 20 to $30 item that you just plug in your TV and you can get, get hundreds of games. And if you get Game Pass, you can literally get them all for free. So I feel like that's going to be a big deal in kind of expanding uh, games. Christian, uh, wh what do you think about this? Are you uh, are you thinking the same thing? Like we're gonna see a lot more people getting into some Xbox games. I mean that that's the hope, and like props to to Microsoft for removing any barriers of entry to play to get your hands on an Xbox. I'm like literally, can you imagine like for Christmas, a, a kid gets a streaming stick and I don't know a year's worth of of Game Pass and like a controller, and he and he's set. He doesn't even need the console. He can play Xbox games from his TV in his own room. You, you don't get that sort of stuff with PlayStation. This, this continues to blow my mind. Yeah, I mean, this, this is, should have been how Amazon and Google succeeded in the gaming market. And obviously, we knew they, they failed pretty much. I mean, who has a Luna? I, I don't know anybody, and I don't hear anyone ever talk about Stadia at all. I mean, this, this is what they should have hoped for. And regardless of the success of the streaming stick whatever they're gonna end up naming it i mean it's no matter what a huge win for gamers they continue to build that trust in their community and just expand it even if they're quote-unquote second place when it comes to selling console they're still in a in a sense first place and gamer love yeah that's true very much so uh yeah minus the minus the one uh hiccup they had with xbox live gold prices sorry Roro, go ahead <laughs> no no i was just gonna say i remember like last week we talked about google stadia finally coming to chromecast and like sean was saying it should have been something that they launched with um so it's it's and this is obviously going to be even more successful on xbox but i agree with sean that this is this is how google could have maybe started off a bit better uh, I don't know if there's anything that could have saved it at the beginning, but that definitely would have been a plus to just have it in more people's hands. And yeah, I and I also agree with Christian where this is just another, you know, candle on their cake where everybody loves Xbox right about now for their consumer move. So I'm I'm really loving this. And it's something for me too, because I don't have an Xbox One yet. So that could be something I could get for Xbox Cloud or the, the Game Pass games on my TV. So that'd be cool. For sure. For sure. Uh, I love the vibes we got going on. It sounds like we're hosting a radio show. And we got like, let's take another caller from our friend Ro on the East Coast. Ro is going to change his voice during each uh, news story. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Meanwhile, I'm live editing Roro's vi uh, video into the oh, scene here. So people are like, what the heck's going on? But I it, it, we're just we're doing it live. It's fine. Uh, but uh, the next story, guys, uh, Summer Games Fest uh, was kind of the thing that kind of kicked off E3. It's not technically included with E3, but they had a ton of stuff uh, that they announced. And Jeff Keighley kind of headlined this, which was very cool.
cool. Uh, and it had some big announcements, actually. So the first one that I thought was a, kind of a bigger one was uh, Tiny Tina's Wonderlands, which is essentially like a Borderlands spinoff game, uh, kind of a fantasy-type uh, setting uh, based around Tiny Tina and her adventures. And, Sean, I am sure you are very excited to play this as a big Borderlands fan. So uh, why don't you I mean, tell it's us based your off thoughts? The- the second best dlc in all of gaming first being bioshock uh but like tiny tina was awesome in borderlands 2 and the fact that we're getting a sequel that's more or less like a a full game uh, at least that's what it seems like I, i cannot wait for this to come out uh i will say the theme i don't know if you guys are kind of feeling that i feel like a lot of shooters that were announced over the course of this week there are a lot of four player co op shooters um back back for blood tiny tina's um there was another one from the prey uh developers i can't remember what that one's called for xbox Redfall? yep yeah redfall yep um so i mean i think it's just awesome because co-op shooters have always been such a huge love for me i mean i obviously halo back in the day but having four player co-op is awesome and borderlands should continue just in a different way and i like this different way Christian, are you a big Borderlands guy? No, but I'll play or watch anything that Wanda Sykes is in. So <laughs> I'm totally in for Wonderlands. Their cast is really good. That is true. Yeah, uh, yeah I don't know if Andy Samberg has ever done video game acting. Obviously, we know Will Arnett has and Wanda Sykes has in the past, too. But I don't know if Andy Samberg has. And yeah. I'm glad they got Ashley Birch back for that. Yeah, for sure. Roro, are you gonna play some Wonderlands? Um, I don't know. I was I I like the theme that they're going for. Um, I haven't played a lot of Borderlands one and two, so I'm not super familiar with Tiny Tina's expansions and her as a character. But I like the trailer that we showed, even though it was cinematic. Yeah. But uh, yeah, I'm I'm definitely interested. I like how they described it, uh, like a third, like I I forget the names now, but or what the words they use to describe it, but like a high fantasy looter shooter. So that, that sounds up my alley for sure. So I, I may give it a try once we see a little bit more gameplay, but uh, yeah, I'm definitely intrigued to say the least right now. Nice. Um, there's a, there's a lot of stuff in here, so I'll kind of read out some of them and I'll let you guys kind of pick what you guys uh, are, are more, you know, wanting to talk about here. Cause uh obviously there's some scanners what's that oh yeah uh so there's a ton of stuff in here but christian you mentioned death stranding so death stranding director's cut was announced are you gonna play that on ps5 absolutely dude i i want to feel those like weights on my arms with those triggers and also like we knew (laughs) kojima was gonna be there jeff keely and kojima are buds and i didn't know what we were gonna get from him to see this it seems like it's gonna be like vr missions the director's cut has me curious is it gonna play more like metal gear solid during the additional segments i don't know i'm very curious i can't wait more people should play this game yeah nice uh yeah i Christian brought up the haptic feedback, and I didn't even think about that. That's that's that game's going to be really awesome with that. Mm-hmm. So you can really like feel the impact of your deliveries, every single one of them. Peeing <laughs> feels good, man. <laughs> uh, guys, I want to point this one out: Jurassic World Evolution Two. Let me just say that trailer started 
and I got fooled again by this freaking trailer because the last game when this was announced, it was the exact same. It was the same scenario. Jeff Goldblum freaking narrated it and introduced it. And the first one tricked me in the same way where I thought it was going to be a freaking RPG dinosaur game based with like the Jurassic Park license. And I was like, yes, let's go. Let's go. Yes. Keep keep talking. Yes. And then they showed Jurassic World Evolution, too. And I was like, shit, they did it to me again. Not to say that those games are bad or anything. It's just like. I've been wanting like a first person or a third person like dinosaur like survival not survival because that's like arc survival evolved but like you know what I'm saying like an RPG like progression Dino crisis yes exactly Dino that's crisis horror. That's I want, survival horror I don't know whatever I want some <laughs> kind of dinosaur game I'd take Dino crisis but uh, yeah that made me a little sad when when that came through and I was like well, okay. Uh, oh, it's a construction management game. I had no idea. <laughs> yes. I didn't it is. think the first one reviewed at all well. I think it... I, I, I was trying like, to look it up on Metacritic, and it's not loading, but... Um, I thought it was I like... Just, I didn't remember it being any type of success. Yeah. I think it was like average. Yeah, it's rated 69 on Metacritic. No, no uh, pun there. Nice. So, yeah. <laughs> uh, it's rated Jeff 69. Yeah. So, I mean, it's, it's an alright game, um, but I mean, there's only so much you can do with a, a park simulator. So, I don't know. Um, is there anything else here that gets your guys' attention? Sable? Uh, I know a lot of people have been excited for Sable. Are yes, you? sir. We got yeah. we got a release date for that this, uh, this week. I don't think it was at Summer Game Fest, but I'm a big Japanese breakfast guy, and I've been ant- highly anticipating this game for a while, so cool to see it. Thanks. Me too. Yes, yes. Uh, uh, for me, it was uh, Salt and Sacrifice, uh, the sequel to Salt and Sanctuary. Uh, I love that 2D side-scroller. Uh, played it on my Vita, PS4, and actually Switch. Uh, so I love that we're getting a sequel to it. And reasonably priced, only $20. And there's a lot of details that they've added in comparison to the last one. I thought... Uh... This was a kind of a cool moment that uh, Among Us is getting a new hide and seek mode because a lot of the community had already made like a a, like half ass like I don't know hide and seek mode so to speak that people just like did on their own but it's cool that they're kind of giving official support for that so that was cool Um, as well as the Xbox conference which I'm kind of jumping forward but they announced that they're having 15 player lobbies now for Among Us as well so that's cool so uh, that was announced a while ago. Oh, 15 lobbies and all the colors. But I think uh, they were showcasing that because it was also coming to consoles Ooh. as well. That update. I did not know that. Okay. Uh, interesting. Uh, did you guys check out that like literally five second tease we got of the new agent coming to Valorant? <laughs> Jeff's like, yeah. all right, this is a very small Super thing. Sh- yeah. <laughs> and he showed it. I was like, uh, really? <laughs> That's it? But I, f- I forgot about that. Yeah, <laughs> I'm sure some some Valorant fans may have been like losing their mind, but for everybody else, it's like, what? <laughs> what was that? Yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah. So that was interesting. Uh, I guess the last one that I really thought was like a standout um was what they closed on. Uh, unless you guys have anything. Wait, I'm sorry. One other thing. Uh, there is a 
veteran team that is made up of mm. some former Treyarch people that is called Deviation Games. Uh, I thought that was very interesting. Uh, a lot of the creative guys from Treyarch kind of went over there, so uh, I thought that was kind of cool. And they're working on PlayStation exclusive game. Uh, they signed a deal with them, and it sounds like it's going to be kind of a big first or not first person shooter they haven't said that a big multiplayer game uh for it Sony. probably will be it probably will be yeah yeah but yeah does that excite you uh at all christian i mean i'm curious to see what they're gonna make i don't think any playstation fan out there is hankering for a first person sh exclusive shooter in my opinion yeah. um that said I'm, I'm i'm sure it'll be good it's the guys from call of duty so um, yeah i'm curious to check out what they're working on yeah. bro the only thing that i would add daniel before you move on is just how yeah. i know this is going to be a bad game just like friday the 13th was and predator <laughs> was but eat the evil dead game seeing gameplay on it Ooh. uh i love bruce campbell i love evil dead um this if you ever get a chance to check out the series on stars i know it's done now but it's hilarious over the top gore horror but it's still hilarious, um, and I would love to check this out just to see Bruce Campbell doing his thing again. Hmm. Uh, Roro, would you be excited for that PlayStation exclusive if it's a multiplayer game? Um, I'm always interested in multiplayer games, not particularly from the people who made Call of Duty, though. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know if I'm going to be super... I don't know if that's a game that'll be up my alley. Like, but like Christian, I'm, I'm I'm interested to see what they make. Yeah. Maybe it will be, but just from the announcement alone, it didn't really excite me in any way. I think the personally, my biggest takeaway from it was that it's good for Sony's first party because it's expanding what they do because they don't really have that big first person shooter right now. That's PlayStation exclusive that, uh, that I really can think of or like any multiplayer games in general, like Sony is known for those story based third person action adventure type games. So I, I do think this helps in terms of variety, I guess, in terms of their first parties. So um, Resistance yeah. was our uh, lat was the last Sony that I can think of off the top of my head. Killzone Shadowfall in twenty thirteen. Uh, true. Sorry, all about that. Yeah. yeah. So did everyone well, else. That's it's bad okay. that I forgot. <laughs> <laughs> so then Jeff ends with Elden Ring, giving a finally a, a big look at it and uh, a release date as well, coming in January of next year. Uh, does that surprise you guys that we're already getting it in January, or is that? something that you guys kind of expected it's partnership with george rr R. martin so yeah i didn't expect it till 2030 at the earliest uh but yeah i i am surprised that it is i th honestly thought it was going to be like a fall game uh but obviously with me being super into like soulsborne games this is something that i really like i love miyazaki's take on lore that you actually have to explore the world in order to find out the story and everything uh, creature design so far and character designs look insane the combat looks incredibly confusing right now because it's like it you kind of look like you're playing a souls game but then it's like they're they're kind of taking a lot from Sekiro too as far as the movement and the mobility um i am very excited for that uh for next year uh and I am very excited to not play it because I don't want to cry myself to sleep. <laughs> you gotta try it, man. I know. I just 
I always forget. I mean, I know that Jeff has like big industry pull. That said, I still didn't think he'd be able to pull off getting a trailer and a release date for um, Elden Ring at his show. The madman did it, and like I'm happy for those fans. Like I'm, I'm so excited to get my hands on it. I don't think I, I, I popped for it as much as I would for a a Bloodborne two announcement. Oh, agreed, agreed. And then, honestly, like when you first they zoom in on those uh, characters that are carrying the carriage and all that stuff, I'm at first thinking like, oh, please just say like this whole time Elden Ring two was just or Elden Ring was just the the project name for Bloodborne 2, and that's what we're finally getting, but no, unfortunately not. Yeah. <laughs> well, maybe next time, Sean. Maybe next time. Uh, <laughs> Roro, are you on my my team with this whole uh, this whole Elden Ring thing? Uh, yeah, I, I am. Uh, I'm not a huge Soulsborne guy. I haven't played a lot of them. I've tried them. I, uh, <laughs> there's Neo. That's, that's one that I, I got pretty far in. Souls-like, I guess. Um, but yeah, I, I, they're just not my, my type of game. I do want to give them another shot because I know people really love them. Um, so I, I would like to be on the other team, you know, like I, I don't want to be on your team, but right now I, <laughs> <laughs> wow, Jeez. Just throw me under the bus already. Uh, yeah, no, I, I agree with you. I think it would be cool to, to get into. It's just every time I've ever played them, I just get so frustrated because like I am, I'm not the type who has a lot of patience and those games require a lot of patience. Like you have to sit back and like time your hits and you have to play carefully. And I'm not that I'm run in gun and move out. So, yeah. yeah. Well, luckily he was just talking about Neo. Neo is kind of like that. You need a bit of strategy when it comes to the bosses and if you get cornered, but there's a lot, it's a Neo's a lot of action. Yeah, it was a lot more, like you were saying, action-based. It was difficult, but yeah, I, I thought that would be like a good gateway into the Souls games. I did enjoy it, but I didn't stick with it, so who's, who's to say yet? Alright, cool. Uh, and I thought a neat little thing Jeff was doing uh, with Summer Games Fest, they, he announced that uh, Xbox and Steam were both doing an event where there's like 40-some games or something like that that are getting demos. Uh, and I think that's mainly for like indies and you can play them through June 21st on uh, the Xbox store. And one of those games is Tunic, which I'll talk about oh, that yeah. a little bit later. But uh, yeah, super, super cool stuff that uh, Jeff's doing that. I mean, I feel like that kind of stuff is cool because you can actually just get hands on with stuff uh, that is kind of being presented to you. I think that's cool. Uh, moving on to our Xbox Plus Bethesda showcase, guys. Uh, lots of stuff. And Roro, <laughs> Roro and I were uh, streaming live our reactions to it. And literally, Christian was in the chat before the show started. Right before the show started, it leaked Starfield's release date and uh, trailer leaked online. So that was kind of that kind of sucks that when that happens for the developers when when literally right before the show starts it gets leaked. Uh, like they're this close. Yeah, <laughs> this it makes close. it feel like a real E three though now. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> uh, but uh, not yeah. not the worst leak I think of of the uh, the week in my opinion, but still pretty bad. Yeah, for sure. 
Starfield in general, though, I, I thought it, obviously it's not like gameplay or anything. It was just an in-engine showcase, but I thought it looked very good uh, in terms of, you know, delivering what Todd Howard is essentially telling us it's going to be, which is Skyrim in space or, you know, a mashup between Skyrim and Fallout in space, um, which I love because I love those series. So I think that Starfield is definitely a very intriguing game, but obviously we want to see gameplay and see if their new creation engine can uh, give us a game that isn't completely bugged out at launch. Um, but did that excite any of you guys uh, to see Starfield's announcement, uh, I guess, officially unveiled? I, I can go first. I I don't want to call it a bad trailer because I, I don't think it is. I'm actually I this really kind of got me to buy into the world of Starfield more than anything before. And I guess it was just just the one picture before, but but still, um, it it was almost a forgettable trailer by the time the conference ends. Mm. Um, I think the biggest thing to come out of uh, this opening with Starfield is actually the uh, announcement that yes, it is indeed an exclusive game to the Expo- Xbox platform. That's a huge get. And finally, confirmation of it is is insane. Yeah, uh, I I agree, Christian. I think that the biggest thing here, I think that's why they showed this trailer. I think that they showed it because they wanted to say these Bethesda games are exclusive to Xbox. I'm not sure that they would have announced this if Bethesda wasn't uh, with Microsoft, because usually Todd Howard and his team like to show the game at the last minute and then release it, like. Fallout 4 famously uh, was announced at E3 that year, and then it came out that fall. Uh, so I, I do kind of think that Microsoft wanted to announce this because they wanted to say this is exclusive, as well as another game we'll talk about here in a little bit. But uh, they're kind of staking the flag in the ground, saying Bethesda games are going to be exclusive, or at least to an extent most of them will be. Um, so, yeah, I agree, Christian. Uh Yeah. Sean and Roro, are you guys excited for Starfield or the premise of Starfield? Sean, I know you're not because you don't you don't play Elder Scrolls and you don't play Fallout. So I'm going to say Western RPGs are something that obviously don't interest me too much. Yeah, Um, JRPGs more so. Um, I I, I really liked how Christian put the trailer, though. Um, It wasn't anything that like, oh, man, this looks bad, but it just felt forgettable in the whole grand scheme of things. Um, and, and the one thing I will say is they, but that's even before though, they got bought by Microsoft is known to announce games way ahead of time. Cause they've already announced Elder Scrolls six, but no news on that. Yeah. That I think over Starfield will be the true test of Xbox prowess when it comes to the Western RPGs, because Starfield will sell. It won't sell like whenever Elder Scrolls six comes out. Mm. Fair. Yeah. I, I, I was happy to see it again. Um, I do like my space RPG sort of sort of setting, so I'm definitely interested in in Starfield. Uh, I think most of us here, if not all of us, expected it to be here. Yeah. But I expected gameplay to be shown at least a little bit. I know. I think it's no November was the date that we got November next year. Yes. So 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 there's there's another E3 between now and then so that they could show it off. So. I understand them not showing it yet to just have more time to work on the gameplay to show off when they're ready. That's just the only thing that I was kind of disappointed with because the the first trailer was just so vague. 
Um, this one was, you know, it's setting up the world a little bit better, like Christian was saying. Um, so that got me a little bit more excited for it, but I, I, I really want to see a gameplay. Cool. Yeah, I yeah. agree. Uh, Christian, was there one thing from the Xbox an, uh, event that you were like, oh my gosh, this is awesome? Two things. And one okay. was the Battlefield 2042 gameplay, oh, which God. looks absolutely unreal. Oh I am so excited to get back into a Battlefield game. And, like, more stuff has been trickling through, uh, through just, like, tweets and stuff, and it, it looks to be, more like, one of the, the most fun shooting experiences I'm going to have this year over, over anything else. The, the freaking dust storms, that, that looked insane. It just, like, encapsulated the map, and you're just like, oh, my gosh. Me and Roro were like, this is insane. I've never seen anything like this before. The, the crazy... Sorry, go ahead, Christian. I, I just like the active UI of being able to switch like loadouts uh, like mid game. It just looks really cool, and it's also just like a cool uh, system to have in your game. Yeah. Sorry, Ro, go ahead. I was just gonna say the thing that made me go crazy besides like the the weather, the dynamic dynamic weather was just like the verticality of everything, like jumping off buildings. The elevators is what made me go crazy for some <laughs> reason. Like that you could just that you can go into the buildings at all, and then. Go up the S the elevator and jump off the roof if you want. I saw like uh, somebody take a car up there somehow. I don't know how they did that, but they just drove off the roof and then crashed into an uh, helicopter. Uh, like this, yeah. this is in, this is insane. And it was gameplay, so I know it can happen. So it it looks crazy. Yes, only in battlefield moments. In battle, yes. Oh <laughs> uh, <laughs> Sean, did you have something that you were excited to see from E three? Or from Bethesda uh, Xbox, sorry. <laughs> so I have uh, three things. One of which is just an announcement that Hades is coming to Xbox on Game Pass. Um, Hades was my game of the year last year. Uh, love that. I'm so happy more people can experience it, especially with Xbox Game Pass. That is just awesome uh, for it. Uh, the other one is actually a game that I've never played in my entire life. I just thought it was a really cool thing, which is the um, Johnny Depp or Jack Sparrow in Sea of Thieves. Amazing. I mean, yeah, best comeback story. I think that and No Man's Sky would be like tied with like best comeback stories of video games. And the fact that they got something huge as Pirates of the Caribbean in a Pirates game, I, I think is a huge win for... Uh, rare and xbox in general is that johnny uh, depp's voice it sounded like johnny depp i i i probably isn't given all of johnny depp's right. stupidity right um i guess i just associate that character with him before i take him out of that realm yeah uh for the most part and then the last one is just something that i've actually seen videos of that i've wanted to play and i'll actually get to play it in 2022 but a plague's tell uh requiem uh coming to xbox series x on game pass it, I've seen so many cool videos of it, just like how people traverse, especially with like the rats and all that stuff. It just looks like a very interesting game that I want to get my hands on. And the fact that I'm going to get to play it on Xbox Game Pass is awesome. Christian, did you have another thing that you were excited about? I will, but it, it, I'll leave it for you to say. <laughs> okay, all right. <laughs> okay, I see what you did there. Uh, Roro, did you have something... Uh, exciting from the Bethesda Xbox conference. I know I'm putting you on the spot because you're driving, but no, no problem. I'm I'm almost home now. <laughs> um, but was this 
was the conference with Xbox, was that Somerville? Yep. Yep. Summer yeah, that was on my list for sure. That looked awesome. Um as as I sh- I'm sure we'll talk about as we continue, Indies really came through this year, I think. Um but also the fact that twenty seven out of the thirty games shown are coming to Game Pass is just something that blew my mind really. Yeah. And yeah, as we keep talking about Xbox having these amazing consumer moves, I think 27 out of the 30 games being whatever the subs- subscription price is now is instead of a full price game is, is crazy. So that was obviously something that I really liked as well. For sure. Yeah, Somerville looks really cool. Uh, and a, a, a game that, you know, followed Somerville literally right after it, Roro, uh, this, this little game. Uh, called Halo Infinite, followed it up. Uh, (laughs) So, yes. Oh, my Lord. I think Roro saw how much I freaked out. Actually, I was kind of... I was, like, in a trance. I think I was in a trance that I was just like, oh, my God, what is happening? I was just so focused on what was happening. Especially they started with the campaign uh, new look, so to speak, which looked beautiful, I thought. And the cutscene with the new Cortana, so to speak, uh, she's kind of, that's a whole other story that I think is going to be very fascinating for Halo Infinite. Um, but that part made me like, oh, so emotional. I was so like gutted by it because of uh, her talking about uh, retiring Cortana and, and putting her for deletion and Chief was supposed to delete her, but where did she go and what happened? So that made me very excited. And then they showed us multiplayer for the first time, which, my goodness, I'm so excited to play this. And you guys can all play because it's all free to play. And I'm just so excited. There's so much good stuff from this trailer. And I love it so much. And yeah, Halo Infinite is 343's Halo 3, guys. My favorite game. I'd be afraid to get yelled at if I played multiplayer with you. <laughs> what are you doing, Sean? Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> get the damn uh, flag. Yeah. I will say the the coolest part for me, and I, I know I just watched the trailer action or all the like the multiplayer stuff before I got on, because um, we knew it was going to be free and everything. I will say the way that they're doing their battle pass is really interesting and i think maybe an industry game changers i mean i might get ahead of myself with that but i'm thinking back to like how apex does their battle pass or fortnite and the fact that in halo you can choose which battle pass you actually want to do your experience to i i can't think of a game that's done that before on the online market and i really think not just giving you those customizable options and not letting them be loot boxes but just letting you decide hey I don't know, maybe Daniel really likes winter packs and he missed out on that for some reason, which I know that would never happen. But <laughs> just say he did, he can go back and do that to no extra charge. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, this is the first I've ever heard of anything like that, Sean. I, I, think, yeah. I think you're absolutely right. Yeah. You know, I would agree with you guys, but there's one game you guys don't know about because you guys don't play it all the freaking time like I do. Halo the Master Chief Collection already does this. Their battle pass or whatever you want to call it, their season content pass, they have they're up to season 7 what's coming out uh here next week actually they just announced 
and you can do your progression the exact same way. You get points to spend, and you can go through whatever season you want to spend your points to get whatever you want from whatever season. So that's something that I've been shouting from the rooftops that 343's done such a great job with Master Chief Collection, and nobody's noticing because I guess nobody wants to go back to that, I guess. But uh, I am glad that they're getting recognition for that in, in Infinite, for sure. If I can interrupt for a second yeah. on what you said about Master Chief Collection, yeah. I have to give a credit to to the team at three four three and Microsoft altogether. Like, it's funny to you know harp on Halo like any other series. It, it it's not without its criticisms, but the way they presented Halo Infinite at this showcase, specifically that that uh, campaign trailer, even had me really wanting to check out the Halo franchise. I haven't played a Halo game since Halo One, and that trailer alone was like, okay. <laughs> I already have Game Pass since I'm already an ecosystem on my PC. I can download this and play through the like most of the entire series and get ready for Infinite before it comes out. And like that is a credit to that team. And Roro has much uh in common with you in that regard because he I think did you end up beating CE Roro? Oh, I think you're muted. Oh, you're muted. Uh, <laughs> Oh, there we go. There you Am go. I good now? Yep. Sorry about that. No, you're good. Um, but yeah, yeah, I beat CE. You helped me beat CE, Daniel. Uh, I think we completed the the final few missions together. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm in the same boat as Christian, where I haven't touched. Well, I have touched you. I'm very early on. But yeah, every time I see more infinite, I'm like, I should really get get back to that. That you know, Daniel's always ra- uh, raving about it. Uh, I have a couple of friends who really like Halo as well, and I just never got into it the same way that they have and i'd like to be a part of it because halo infinite seems like a like a huge moment for that community and when it comes around i'd like to you know hop in at the same time so definitely want to get caught up in the story and and when the the trailer came around daniel like he was getting emotional at, at some of the parts and i was just like this is a really cool trailer but i have no idea what's going on but i would i would like to be feeling the feelings that daniel's feeling and get get attached to these characters so yeah definitely want to get back to halo for sure yes Yes, my my love of Cortana goes deep. Uh, She's not real, Daniel. I, I understand, Sean. She's real to me. Three D. <laughs> uh, yes, and Christian, I extend my same offer that I sent to Roro. I will play co-op if anybody wants to play. I love playing the campaigns over and over and over and over and over. So, is it just two or is it four? Uh, what? How many people can play? Oh, the, co- the co-op campaign. Oh, 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 oh. Halo 1 and 2, it's only two players, but then 3 and 4 are four players. So is it safe to assume because of the travesties of 5 that four, uh, Infinite would have it back to being 4? I would think so, yeah, but I don't know. They haven't announced uh, how many co-op campaign players can be in uh, in Infinite yet, so... Um, but they have confirmed split screen is is coming back, so I don't know. That'll be interesting for sure. But yeah, we're all very excited for Halo Infinite. Even if you're not excited, I'll make you excited. Uh, <laughs> but uh, I guess there's two more things that I personally wanted to point out. There's so much. Like they had a huge freaking conference. This was insane. But I want to just point out that. Forza Horizon 5 looks absolutely phenomenal. Like, that game looks stunning. 
and it's funny because me and River were watching and I was like, are we watching? Is this like the sand event? Because we saw the dust storm for Battlefield and then all of a sudden there was the dust storm in Forza Horizon 5 that showed up. And that was so cool to see the car go into that and uh, kind of changes the environment, which is very cool. Uh, and my God, it looks so good. Gorgeous. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I thought, I thought it looked good. Um, I almost forgot about uh, Flight Simulator coming to yes. consoles. Yes. Oh, yeah. Uh, July 29th. Is that what it is? I think so. Yeah, that sounds right. With a Top Gun expansion. Yes. Top Gun Maverick. <laughs> yeah. What? Yeah. Yeah. That rules. Very cool. And yeah, lots of other stuff. Back for Bloods included in Game Pass, which was a cool announcement, like Sean said before. Uh, oh, how did I forget this one? I'm literally remembering all these announcements scrolling through here. Obsidian announces Outer Worlds 2. Yes, please. I freaking that was my game of the year for 2019. Uh, Exclusive so, as well to Xbox. Yes, exactly. Yep. I'm so excited for that. And then I feel like the last one that I thought, if there's anyone that wants to add anything, uh, was what they ended with, which was the Redfall trailer, which. Roro had pointed out to me that Pete Hines was wearing the bite back shirt, but I was like, I have no idea what that is, Roro. I, I don't know. And then we end up finding out it's a brand new game from Arcane, uh, which is very cool, and it looks very original. Obviously, it's just a CG trailer, but it got me hyped for it. Vampires and all kinds of crazy stuff going on. Uh, were you guys intrigued by this new game from Arcane? I have never once played an arcane game, but seeing everyone Ooh. else get excited about Redfall made me want to go back and correct that mistake that I so obviously have made. <laughs> yeah. And th this is being made by the Prey team because uh, they have two different teams at uh, Arcane, and I actually really liked the Prey game. I thought it was really, really good. Um, yeah. Uh, Dan Stapleton, your buddy, feel the same way? I can't remember. I don't like Dan Stapleton at all. No, no, no. Dan Stapleton and I don't get, no. no. Wasn't he like the IG, IGN guy? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Daniel he, got into Twitter style with him a while ago. No, he's just a, right. he's just a very <laughs> abrasive personality. Like, if, if I, I don't know. We don't need to get into it, but uh, <laughs> in general. Yeah, I mean, uh, it is a co-op game again, and we were, I was, I was talking about at the beginning that there were a lot of kind of co-op announcements type thing, but yeah. If they can coexist, I'm all for it. I, I really do. I, I mean, I, I, it's known that I don't play online games, really, but I do like co-op experiences um, more so than competitive or PvE, PvP type stuff. So that type of thing, I'm all in for. And Arcane, Dishonored is awesome. I never got a chance to play any of the uh, Prey games, and I know it's the Prey developer, but I always enjoy Dishonored. Yeah, for sure. Uh just to throw these last couple things in here, if you guys want to comment on these, a lot of people were talking about replaced, which is like that 2.5 D sci-fi action yeah. platformer, uh, which that looked like a really cool vibe. Um, Christian, were you excited about that? Indie game supremacy, baby. Absolutely. Can't <laughs> wait to play. Nice. Uh, yeah. I thought the art style was super unique and very cool. And yeah, it was very interesting to see. And also another little thing, Contraband from Avalanche, the creators of Just Cause, like that came out of nowhere. They're not even a first-party studio, but they're making first-party game. That was really interesting. Uh, 
we didn't really get much from it except it's a co-op you know iced maybe smuggler game whatever you want to call it uh yeah interesting uh i think we better move on before i just talk about xbox all day guys so uh unless anybody else has anything else to talk about from the xbox i'll leave that all right i before we move on i i included this in in the show notes uh xbox does have more of a showcase to show, even though it's still not technically part of E3. Yes. It's the Xbox Game Showcase Extended um, coming tomorrow, June 17th at 10 a.m. with, and I have the list of studios who will be at this, 343, uh, Double Fine, Ninja Theory, getting a look at Hellblade, maybe Project Mara, uh, Obsidian, Playground Games, Rare, World's Edge, and more from our talented developers, says Xbox. So... Hosted cool. by the one Paris Lily as well. Yes. Very cool. Very yeah. cool. Paris is awesome. Um, guys, okay, one more thing. I promise this is the end of the Xbox. <laughs> no, okay. I forgot this one. We could do a show all about Xbox. Let's yeah, keep it real. Exactly. Uh, Everwild. So there was a lot of talk of why Everwild wasn't at E3. And obviously, Rare has the Sea of Thieves expansion coming with uh, Jack Sparrow. Um, but. Uh, Interestingly enough, we got some reports after this conference saying that Everwild has been completely rebooted and is now targeting a 2024 release. I will say I'm not surprised by this because they, the last we heard about Everwild, Rare didn't even know what the gameplay was. Like they, they were very open in saying, we have no idea what the gameplay is right now. We just built this beautiful, you know, art style and beautiful world but we don't know what the game is yet so i don't think this is surprising and i hope they take their time and figure that out and you know produce something awesome so yeah i don't know but i thought that was interesting uh moving into ubisoft guys ubisoft forward so here is where we got our splinter cell announcement right I mean, oh, God, that would that, that immediately would have made this conference way better. Yes. <laughs> Can I say before we move on? Yeah. Never would have would have I thought that sounded like a weird. I, messed up. <laughs> I never would have thought that Ubisoft would come into E3 with a banger of a conference. Mm-hmm. And yet here we are in the year of our Lord 2021. And I'd say arguably this was a top five conference at E3. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Big E3 for sure. Agreed. Uh, so, guys, Ubisoft, Rainbow Six got a rename. It's called Extraction. So uh, that game's coming out in September, apparently. I'm not really... I, me and Roro talked about on our uh, live reactions. I'm not really super high on this game after seeing what we saw at the UB conference. I was... <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry, Christian. Uh, I just... I don't know what it is. It's just I don't feel like it really captured my attention that well and it doesn't for me personally it doesn't remind me of like what makes rainbow six great so i almost wonder if i'm looking at it with the wrong perspective because of the name attached to it and maybe that's my own fault instead of uh going in with an open mind of like what could this be to like expand that ip um christian what what were your thoughts on what we saw of extraction 
I think it looks fun. Like it's it's the game, the hardcore gameplay of Rainbow Six, yeah. and the you know even the abilities of the operators mixed in with a co-op experience, um, almost like a roguelite, where you can keep pressing down further or extract uh, if you need to. I, I think it could be a lot of fun, and honestly, I think this looks more fun than uh, Back for Blood. This just feels like the type of game that I I want to be playing more than. I I your face says it all. I'm <laughs> I'm sorry, but that that's just me. Sure. Roro, what were your thoughts? Um, I was definitely intrigued. I think I'm a bit in the middle in between you two, where I definitely want to give it a try, um, but I wasn't like, yes, I got to play this now. I need this, need this now, sort of. But uh, I, I do like the co-op nature of it. Rainbow Six Siege uh, was always a turnoff because of, like, it's very competitive. The 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 scene is, like, can be super toxic when you're not playing with a group of friends. <laughs> so it being like more of a PVE sort of uh, experience kind of makes me a little bit more excited to to jump in. Um, and yeah, I, I am definitely intrigued. It might not be a day one purchase for me, but definitely something that I'll keep my eye on for sure. Cool. Uh, Far Cry 6's season pass DLC got a trailer. Why are we getting a season pass trailer when the game's not even out yet? I don't know. But it actually looks awesome because it includes all of the past Far Cry villains, uh, which is great because Voss was awesome. And uh, and uh, why am I blanking on his name? Uh, 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 Pagan, I think it was Pagan Min, maybe? Is that Troy Baker? Yes, yes. yes. Yeah, Pagan Min, yeah. Yes. And uh, and then the Far Cry Five villain, which I have no idea what his name. Joseph, maybe I think it's Joseph. Joseph Seed, yeah. Yes. So, Unfortunate last name. <laughs> so I, yeah, I thought that that trailer was really cool because all their villains are super cool, and actually Far Cry Blood Dragon coming back in the season pass, which was super cool. Uh, I don't know about you guys, I loved Blood Dragon when it came out, but. I thought that when this first like started coming up, like with the the electricity and the lightning and stuff, I was like, "Oh, this is gonna be like Far Cry Six Blood Dragon." Nope, it's just a re yeah. re release. But yeah, that's still cool. Uh, yeah, what were you, did you guys uh, think this was kind of a cool DLC or I don't know? Like you, I wanted a Blood Dragon sequel. I think that would have been a lot a lot cooler than just getting a a, a remaster or whatever uh, a port, whatever it's it's gonna be. Um, the DLC announcement in particular was a highlight for me because I remember thinking to myself as this was going, if more of the Far Cry games were unique stuff like this, I'd be way more into Far Cry than I am with just like the regular games that are obviously political, but they say aren't political. I, I the Far Cry 6 just doesn't interest me. The DLC, I want to play that. So yeah. I, I don't know. Okay. Okay. Uh, Sean you've returned at a good time because I'm sure you're going to be excited for this Mario plus Rabbids sparks of hope has been officially revealed and it was leaked ahead of time, unfortunately, but yeah. How excited are you for sparks of hope? I am excited. This was obviously such a success, successful partnership. Um, and, and a heartwarming story when it, uh, what was, I can't remember the developer's name, but when they showed him at that E3, uh, 2017 like unveiling everything uh and him just crying in the audience about it uh 
I, I'm just glad that this is getting a sequel. I, I really am. I love the game. I love the DLC with Donkey Kong. Um, I am so happy to play another round of this, and it looks like they're going to be adding some more features. They didn't go too much into it um, as far as like what all that's going to entail, but I am excited for this one. This is my surprise of the show. I never thought in a million years this was going to be something that would get made. Any anybody else yeah. uh, fans of the Rabbids games? I have not played the original. It's definitely something that's on uh, on my list to to give a shot because I do like that style of of game. Um, I saw that it was on sale, so I, this may be the time to give it a shot. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm 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 still super happy for the announcement because of exactly what Sean said with how heartwarming the original announcement was. I, I'm I'm glad he got a. A second chance to make uh to continue with this uh franchise so yeah. Yeah, and even though like the rabbits license is attached to it don't think of it as a rabbits game because i find those incredibly annoying especially like <laughs> when they were like launching on the wii and everything like they're they're actually a little bit more adorable maybe a la minions um type deal but they're not they're more just rambunctious in the, the game and just they're the ones that are causing the issues because they're stupid but the fact that you can do different things with Mario that you couldn't do in any other game as far as shooting uh, is pretty awesome. And I also love the fact that the one stipulation with this game is that Mario is not allowed to jump. <laughs> because <laughs> that is what makes a Mario game is jumping. Yeah. So I'm vaulting over a little block. <laughs> as long as you're just vaulting and not controlling a jump, Miyamoto is okay with it. <laughs> yeah. How dare him jump. Uh... <laughs> I, I just realized I was letting down the YouTube chat because I've been a little like trying to look at like seven things at once here. And uh, Gilbo Biggins wrote in the chat here. What's up, boys? As a lifelong Halo fan, I'm completely smitten with the gameplay. Looks like they've genuinely listened to community feedback. Still concerned about armor coatings. Fair point. Uh, Arcane Austin also assisted on every Dishonored game. So they have a lot of experience. Redfall will be huge for Xbox. I agree. Yeah. Um, and the armor coatings comment, I agree. There's certain concerns in the community about customization, but I think that at the end of the day, I want to see what it is before I, you know, say I want my colors back, like red versus blue and that kind of stuff. Um, I want to see what the customization they're going to offer us. And, and they've said that it's going to be a lot more in depth, even than what we've seen thus far. So yeah. Uh, sorry for missing your comments before. So uh, guys, the last thing from the Ubisoft conference that I thought that was huge, the Avatar freaking announcement or reveal or whatever you want to call it at the end was absolutely beautiful, I thought. Uh, I, I'm not a huge, like, I thought Avatar was a good movie, but, like, I'm not, like, a huge Avatar fan or anything, and uh, I never understood, like, why James Cameron's making, like, 12 sequels uh, <laughs> after the first movie came out. But, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm interested to see this game, like, kind of come to fruition, I guess, with that Ubisoft open world uh, flavor that they bring to their games and kind of see what this turns into. Um, was any, anybody else interested? Christian, I know you're a huge film guy. Uh, are you a big Avatar fan? <laughs> absolutely not i think oh. it's so weird like so, so what a weird thing to turn into a franchise like this especially with a video game i, I mean i'm sure it'll be fine the world of pandora did look gorgeous like it, it'll give that its credit like it's gonna be a beautiful game 
I, just, I don't know what it's about yet. Um, and I kind of don't care, but like, I'll, I'll keep this in my peripheral vision. I'll, I'll check it out as, as it continues to, we get more details down the line. It's fair. Yeah, you said it looked good. I did not like the facial animations. Really? I I did not think the actual avatar characters looked that good. Hmm. Of the open world did. I like the creature design because I I don't think we got to see in that in the movie too many of uh, like the plant life and the creatures and all that stuff. We just really saw like whatever the dragon isk things are. <laughs> but I I was not a fan of kind of how the character models looked. But I would kind of say that's more or less the theme anymore in a lot of ubisoft games or even like square enix too um marvel's avengers is a good good take on that i i didn't i the only thing i liked about did we talk about guardians while i was gone we have not yet yeah okay never mind then i'll save that but yeah i just it looked interesting i don't know if i'm interested if that makes any sense yeah for sure um i guess yeah I was going to say I'm not super, I'm not a huge uh, Avatar guy either, but I, I I did think the trailer was really cool. I thought it was I thought it was beautiful. Um, yeah, I, I I'm definitely interested to see where it goes. I, I think I've said it before where Ubisoft games usually aren't my my cup of tea, but I am definitely interested to see what this uh, what this looks like uh, further down the line. I, I did want to say before we move on to the uh, some more notes here. Shout yeah. out to Riders Republic for looking like the most yes. fun in a, in a sports game I'll be having this year. I almost <laughs> forgot about that. That's something that I'm super excited for. I actually yeah. completely forgot about that as well. Yeah. Very cool. Uh, moving on, guys, to Square Enix Presents. So, Sean, you just mentioned Guardians of the Galaxy. I feel like this was kind of one of the biggest like out-of-left-field things that... Uh, we saw from from all the conferences really and uh i was watching roro stream while i was unpacking my vacation stuff and i was like what the heck is this and i'm like wait a guardians of the galaxy game that's actually really cool uh so yeah this i thought this was very very cool looking um it it definitely it's looking to get that same you know type of humor that the movie created but it's also its own thing it's not going to try to copy what the movies are doing uh and some of the style choices are, are different in this compared to the movies which is good i don't want to like i didn't feel watching this i didn't feel like that uh weird feeling like i did with seeing captain america in the avengers game because I was like, man, that's not Chris Evans. Like, I have this weird thing where it's sort of Chris. It's supposed to be him, but it's like not. And it's like I didn't feel that with uh, with this Guardians of the Galaxy uh, character trailer, which was very good news for them. Uh, I thought they did a great job. Um, but yeah, are you guys excited for Guardians of the Galaxy? I am. It's going to be so much fun. It, the gameplay looks a little bit rough here and there. Some of the combat I noticed just kind of looked uh, just not as polished. Some of the facial animations, like Sean was saying, like Rocket in particular, looked a little weird in some scenes. But a single-player experience? Are you kidding me? This game looks gorgeous. I, I get to make decisions as Star-Lord, and like it'll have consequences with my other crewmates. Like Rocket, remember, he got angry that I let... Um, racks throw him yeah <laughs> this stuff is going to be such a fun experience to play and this year later this year i i yeah i can't wait to play it yeah i thought this was rumored actually a while ago maybe like two years ago that they had had this so i i, 
I didn't expect it to be shown, I guess, on this one. I figured it was a next year game, but I would I, I would agree. The only thing just makes me a little nervous coming off of Marvel where you play so or Marvel's Avengers where you play so many characters now going to almost a single player experience with just Star Lord. Um I think it could actually probably be better in the end just because it's more geared towards just one character. Mm-hmm. Um I just I'm not a huge Guardians person in general. I enjoyed the movies. I like the comics. I actually will say I like the fact that they went back to Drax's original skin um, as opposed to what the movies do, um, as well as having Gamora in her suit as opposed to like the leather outfit to make Zoe Zaldana look hotter, which it's hard to do because she's always already hot. Um, <laughs> but, um, I, I do really agree with you, Christian. I thought you nailed it when it came to the combat. It, it didn't look groundbreaking. Maybe it doesn't have to be, but it just looked something that I played before, but I can't quite put my tongue on it. Like, it maybe kind of felt like prototype uh, back on, like, the PS3, Xbox 360 with just the speed and the mobility of his, like, jet and, like, just with the shooting. Uh, I think that game was called, like, Dark Void that Nolan North voiced. Um, it came out right after Uncharted, but I, we'll see how it goes. I mean, I, I just hope it has better success than Marvel's Avengers in the end. Yeah, I th- I think you said it best, Sean. I, I think the in terms of the one person you're playing with instead of the multi-team, you were saying it as a bad thing, but I actually think that's kind of a good thing because, like, honestly, that's probably my biggest downfall with Marvel's Avengers. There's so much going on, and you're playing as so many characters, it gets a little convoluted. So, like, I like that you're playing just as Star-Lord, and then you have all of the characters around you that are the supporting cast. I think that's awesome and should hopefully make for a better single-player experience. Um, Hopefully, knock on wood. But, uh, yeah. Uh, I I agree with you as far as that single player. Because, like, obviously we all love Spider-Man and Miles Morales. And that's a single player focused. But it just seems weird to kind of go, in a sense, half-assed with a team that Guardians is. They are a team. I do like the you can decide where they go. It reminds me of that original Xbox game, Brute Force, Mm -hmm. that you could tell your team members where to go. um, Or even, like, SOCOM. But it just felt like a weird, it's almost like a half step backwards when it comes to playing as every character instead of just having that narrative focus. Fair. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. Yeah, I I was just going to say, I'm excited for the game. Um, I really like the designs of the characters that Sean touched on a little bit as well. I I don't, I'm not a huge fan of Strollord's voice in this one. And maybe that's how he's supposed to sound, but he sounds like such a, like such a dude bro (laughs) in this one. He's like, yeah, man, like, oh, God, dude, like, radical. Like, that's what he sounds like. And I guess maybe I'm just used to Chris Pratt's voice. But, yeah, I, again, I haven't consumed a lot of Guardians of the Galaxy media and cartoons or whatever, so I don't know if this is how he's supposed to sound. But, yeah, that was something that kind of turned me off. Um, and I'm a little bit worried about the, the gameplay as well. With I, I like what I saw, but I can definitely see it getting old as time goes on. But maybe it's super fun to play, but... Yeah, that's that's something that I'm a bit worried about. But the story and and getting to make choices, as Christian was touching upon, definitely has me excited. And that's that's kind of the most important part for me. If the story is good, I'm probably going to play it all the way through. Yeah. Uh, uh, Roro, I'll oh, go ahead, Christian. Sorry. Hopefully, we can change uh, Star Lord's haircut. Oh. Yes, that too. That too. Yeah, the the voice in there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, Roro, I just want to point out. 
I'm an idiot because I was editing your camera like as you were turning it. And I'm like, why does he keep turning it? Because he was this, you were this way, and then you were this way, and then you were this way. I was like, why does he keep doing that? I keep moving it. And then I realized I didn't hit the transition button, so it wasn't actually editing the video on the live stream. So I'm an idiot. So, yeah. Yeah. It's okay. I'm sorry. I keep changing my phone. No, no, no. You're good. You're good. I'm just dumb. Uh, (laughs) So, uh, Roro. Life is Strange is getting a remastered collection that they announced uh, and will include both Life is Strange and Before the Storm. And also, I, I think we got a little bit of a look at the at True Colors, right? So are you excited for that? Yes. Uh, they did announce uh, this like remaster at another... Mm. Oh, when, I don't remember when they, they, they exactly announced it, but that was news before. Oh. Um, I'm definitely going to go. It's just they were didn't show off how it looked yet. So this is our first look at how how remastered it is. Like they did a comparison of the old game and, and the new graphics. And for the most part, I was I was pleased. I was expecting a little bit more of a jump, but it is such an old game, and the graphics uh, for the original game are so stylized. So I, I do understand it may be hard to make it like what True Colors looks like. That's kind of what I was expecting for the remaster, like the Life of Strange, but in the true colors engine i guess but uh, i'm definitely going to go back and and play those games cry again maybe make some new choices probably not (laughs) uh i definitely have to get on before the storm though so i'm I'm happy that's included because i haven't played that one yet um and and i'm so excited for true colors dude so excited (laughs) i didn't need this extra trailer because i was already sold but i'm 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 glad we got a little bit more from it uh war for wakanda anybody gonna play that no, but it looked cool. Yeah. <laughs> looked very cool. Uh, anything else from Square Enix, guys, that you thought looked interesting? Um, bummer that the demo for uh, Stranger Paradise launched with corrupted files. Ooh. It's fixed now, but that was, that was a oh, bit of a fiasco I... for PS5 players. Thank you for pointing that out. I forgot about that game. Whoops. Sorry, everyone. Uh, as not being a Final yeah. Fantasy fan. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was the, the Dark Souls uh, Final Fantasy thing that was rumored a little while ago. So, yeah, yeah. That, was, that was cool. Neat. Yeah, that, as you said. <laughs> yeah, from Team Ninja, no less. That's pretty, pretty interesting. Uh, I'm sure Sean will play that, right, Sean? I don't know. To be honest with you, uh, I like Final Fantasy kind of staying where it's at. Um, I just like the when they kind of turn their battle mechanics around and like do different things. Um, like I said two weeks ago, the thing that I'm most looking forward to is Project Triangle Strategy. Um, as far as any kind of type of JRPG at this point, uh, so that'll probably be what I do before Breath of the Wild two and Elden Ring. Yeah, uh, guys, I put Capcom on here. Literally, I think the only thing that was interesting is they announced that Resident Evil Village is getting DLC. <laughs> it's like, yeah. So, the Ace Attorney yeah. game looks pretty cool. What is it? Ace Attorney like, Chronicles. Yeah, yeah oh. I mean that interesting, but yeah, that's it. Yeah, it was it was one of those moments where like they announced exact exactly what they're going to show off, but at the same time you were disappointed with what. Mm. you're you're just still expecting like a, at least as a little surprise which i think they did say but they didn't deliver on surprises 
but yeah, it was it was a little bit uh, a little bit sad. And I think I think what we can, I think Square Enix was was pretty good too. Mm. But there was a lot of other conferences in the middle that were like, why did you, <laughs> why did you guys come to E3? Yeah, but yeah, yeah, it was. I feel I feel that way with Capcom as well. They're obviously one of the the bigger big companies, so I understand them wanting to participate. But there were a lot of conferences that I don't think needed to happen this year. Yeah, for sure. Uh, guys, moving into Nintendo, which is the last big one here. Uh, first, I wanted to say Nintendo. Why they didn't let anyone co-stream their E3 right. Direct? They continue with their old ways. In my in my eyes, like I feel like they think that it's a bad thing for people to show off their content. I don't know if this is true or not, but maybe Christian, do you, do you have some insight here? Yeah, so that was posted from Nintendo Japan, and that was meant for Japan, people in Japan because of distribution laws there. Mm. It was Twitch who then quote tweeted it and put it out, um, and it was there that then like kind of snowballed for them people to start thinking that no one can stream their direct when in fact it was Japan only. Oh, people in the U.S. and U and EU were okay to do so. Cool. I did not realize that. Okay, well, that's not as bad then. Uh, <laughs> I guess, yeah, yeah. Okay, I, I'm, I'm not gonna rant on Nintendo then. I, I had a whole. I mean, they could have made it. They could have made it clearer. Yeah, to be yeah, fair, but for sure. Yeah. yeah, and I, and I do agree that Nintendo can be a little stingy with their, their properties, as, as it is in their right to do so. It is their property, but it's just so interesting to see the, the comparison with the other companies in the game industry and how, how different they treat their own properties. So it, it is, it is kind of weird, but yeah. Uh, Nintendo had a ton of freaking announcements, guys. My goodness. Uh, at one point, I wasn't watching this live because I was busy at work, but at one point, I thought that two Metroid games got announced because I saw people on Twitter saying Metroid 5, and then I saw people saying uh, Metroid Dread, and I was like, wait, they, did they announce two Metroid games? But then I later realized that it was the same game, but... Yeah, uh, a lot of people are very excited about a brand new uh, 2D Metroid game again. So a sequel, I guess, to the fourth 2D Metroid game. I've never played any Metroid games, guys. I've I've let you ne- I've let you guys down. Are you guys excited for this dread? Minus the art style, um, what? I don't I don't know. I'm I'm kind of going back and forth. I've watched it twice now. It's I'm so used to even even like Metroid Fusion did like a kind of 32-bit graphic style, um, even though they didn't have to, and it was on handheld. I get that. It's just what what what's scaring me, I guess, is it's feeling a lot like Mega Man 11, and I was not a big fan of Mega Man 11. And when they did Mega Man 10, uh, as far as Capcom, they made that go back to kind of like the old 8-bit style and that felt so classic and still original at the same time and it just worries me a bit that it might have the same effect on it now I could be completely wrong because don't get me when you look at the video you see like the gameplay looks pretty much exactly what you want in a 2d metroid very fast-paced action movement uh all that stuff uh I will say I am super pissed. I had the two ami- the Amiibo pack in my cart at Best Buy. Uh, then it went out, and then I lost on it. I was very upset about that. Yeah. Sorry, buddy. I feel for you. <laughs> it's it stuff. Christian, are you excited about Dread? I, I thought it was a banger trailer. I thought it was so cool. 
the shift to like more like kind of robotic sci-fi setting i think is like really interesting um this game has been like what was in the works for years from from my understanding 2004 or so uh and it's finally back uh and it's it looks ready (laughs) give it to me now i want to play it now but uh i can wait a few months for it bro Yeah, I, I I love the trailer. I am not a huge Met. Well, I want to be a huge Metroid guy, but I've Same. only played Fusion and Super Metroid. So there's there's a there's a lot that I haven't played, and I've played those definitely out of order for sure. I know that. Um, but yeah, I, I I thought the trailer was so cool. Um, I would love to hopefully jump into this. I, I think I could just watch uh, you know up to now like the. The story so far and then i think i'll be okay i would love to go back and play them but it's just so hard to you know get access to all of those those games um but i i love the trailer i love her suit she looks awesome um but yeah i i thought the art star was really really cool yes i i echo everything you said roro i think it all looks awesome and i've never played a single metroid game so i'm excited to kind of have this as my first one i guess um yeah. So, yeah. And there's also rumors of a Metroid Prime collection, like an, like an HD remaster of that remake coming. So that would be good for me. Yeah, <laughs> very nice. Um, guys, we got a ton of stuff from this Nintendo conference, but I feel like the one that Christian just needs to talk about is Super Monkey Ball Banana Mania. Listen, I feel so bad for all people that saw the bananas and like. <laughs> weren't in the know about super monkey ball that like <laughs> thought it was the donkey kong game i'm sorry but like <laughs> this is better it's it's not really oh, these games are like unironically so amazing to play they're so fun and the best three games are coming in a collection for like 40 bucks yeah amazing yeah i i remember playing i think the first two games were they on gamecube was the, the first two games on gamecube yes mm-hmm. i i played the first two games haven't played it a single one since then <laughs> That's okay. That's where the good ones are at. All right. Uh, yeah. Um, we also got a little bit of a Kazuo. I don't know how to say his name. Kazuya. Ka- yeah. Kazuya. Yeah. <laughs> from Tekken, joining Smash Brothers. Are you guys excited about some Tekken X Smash Brothers? Yes, actually, oh. this is a this is a cool character. Um. Uh, it's not Jin. I wish it was Jin. Uh, that was always the one I used to play. Um, it's just his dad. Um, I, I'm not going to go into Tekken lore, but Tekken is actually a fighting game that I do follow. But I do like that Tekken is getting a representation, and it's not Haihichima, uh, mm-hmm. who is in, like, they put in every fighting game as a bonus character, Soul Calibur, um, PlayStation All-Stars, all that stuff. I'm glad it's actually uh, one of the Kazuas. But I, I actually really like this move. Um, this is the penultimate uh, one for Season Pass 2. So it just makes me even more curious what is going to be our final one. And then will we get a third Season Pass? Because we didn't even expect to get a second one. Mm-hmm. Um, and this one has been kind of lackluster. Um, I would say probably the highlight is Steve. And he's not even that good of a character. <laughs> but in my mind, the biggest highlight is Sephiroth, obviously. Because Sephiroth is just awesome. He's the best rpg villain of all time um and most people kind of forgot about him because he is a little underpowered compared to cloud and everything but yeah i think this is a cool win for smash bros fans wait are you saying steve was the big one sean because you know his celebration you know 
the original <laughs> oh, celebration. <God. laughs> oh my god, I forgot about that. Yeah. <laughs> That's disgusting, Dan. Uh, I'm sorry. <laughs> I had to go there. Hey, Nintendo did it. I mean, come on. Uh yeah. Uh I thought another cool one was Mario Party Superstars. Uh, they're combining a bunch of old Mario Party boards into this new game, which is awesome. Because uh, I know a lot of people complain about the newer Mario Party games, but the freaking classic ones on N64 and all of that were so much fun. I, I'm I'm very excited for this, and I'm definitely going to check this out. Anybody else a big Mario Party fan? I still play Mario Party 2. It's like the, <laughs> the greatest Mario Party. And one through three are just like fantastic. I will not go near this game. Really? Oh, wow. <laughs> no. Even, even with they, classic, classic boards. I, I like that it's online. Yeah. I like that you can save mid-session in case anything happens. But to not have it bundled in with the current Mario Party online, for you for you to have only five maps out of the three games to charge True. full price for it. True. No, I, I will not. I will not buy it. That's fair. That's fair. Yeah. I mean, it's also a little concerning, too, that we never got any support for the Mario Party or Super Mario Party on the Switch. And I played the hell out of that game. I unlocked all the special characters and everything. And it took years, like, I think three years to get online support. And that was it. That's, like, the only thing we've ever gotten. And granted, I will probably buy this just because my friends and I, we all love playing those games. I'm upset that there's no motion, probably more than likely no motion control games because they did show it off on a Switch Lite. So my guess is that it's not going to have anything that was like classic with like the Wii or the Switch or the Wii U. Um, I totally agree with Christian as far as the ranking of the Mario parties uh, when it comes to those old ones. So hopefully they pick like the better games of all those. But mm. I'm hoping during some type of direct they're going to announce maybe future plans to support this because five boards again i mean it's one more board than the actual super mario party and you had to do a bunch of special things to unlock that fourth board so i'm just hoping to see some support as opposed to what they just did with the last one that came out yeah fair points uh i I do think it looks really pretty though the remastered of it yeah that looks nice (laughs) but i think i'm in the same boat as everybody else here yeah (laughs) yeah for sure uh, before we get to the the last obvious one, uh, do you guys have any other uh, exciting things from the Nintendo Direct that you want to talk about? Shout out to WarriorWare. Didn't think you'd come back, and I'm I'm glad you are. WarriorWare. Uh, I'm really happy that uh, Life is Strange Remastered and True Colors are coming to the Switch because that's probably where I'm going to play it now. Nice. Um, Advance Wars One and Two Reboot Camp that's freaking awesome <laughs> so happy they're doing that I, I think they i think i talked about this when i was mentioning that i got a, uh, a ds to play game boy games and advanced Wars was one of the games that i wanted to go back to and then there being so so sad that the the cartridges cost so much money but nintendo heard my my calls and they just remastered the two of the games and i think it looks really cool i love the the art style it reminds me of kind of like uh link's awakening how they Kind of made it look kind of toyish, plasticky sort of uh, sort of vibes. I'm definitely into that. I'm very excited to to get a hold of that this year, which is awesome. Wait, Roro, could you just uh, real quick? Could you just uh, live on air here plead for a Dead Space remaster, please? Oh. I mean, <laughs> uh, if, if Nintendo listen, maybe EA will listen. 
<laughs> EA rules. No way. Yeah. <laughs> that, dead space, please. Yeah. For my buddy Daniel. Please. Yes. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, moving to the last thing, The Legend of Zelda Breath of the Wild sequel. My goodness, it looks really, really good. Uh, they showed like some sky elements where there's like islands in the sky or whatever. That looks insane. Like it's almost like Bioshock Infinite levels, like where you went from Bioshock under the sea to Bioshock Infinite in the sky. That's almost like that. I'm like, oh my gosh, is or that a connection even- to Skyward Sword? Yeah. Oh yeah, good point. <laughs> I never played Skyward Sword. So. <laughs> oh okay, I forgot that you hadn't played that many 3Ds. Yeah, I have not. Uh, but I have seen a lot of fan theories online about like how they're all connected, and like um, some people think that Ganondorf is gonna be like playable in Breath of the Wild too as a young kid. So not Ganondorf, but Ganon. Ganon. Okay. <laughs> Sorry. Ganon. 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 Yeah, so that's get hit with the Zelda lore, Dan. I know. I'm sorry. I'm I'm a terrible Zelda I'm fan. I, I I've played Breath of the Wild. I've played Ocarina of Time, and I've played a tiny bit of Majora's Mask. That's it. So yeah, that's good enough for me. Yeah, but they're all great games. I mean, so but yeah, I think it looks so good. Um, art style looks amazing as well. So, yeah, I got lambasted in a Twitter thread because. And I'll have to like put a little asterisk here. I love this trailer. I've watched it several times. It's like it's stunning. It's beautiful. It's such a great tone center. I did not think it was a good E3 trailer, if that makes sense. Mm. Having having no, and then I found out why there was no title attached and why there won't be a date either. It makes sense, but immediately after, I was like, oh man, I wanted I wanted more from from this showing of the the sequel since it's been so long since we saw it last time. But yeah. yeah. More directs to come, I'm sure. Yeah, I, I, I think it actually gave away a lot uh, as far as like plot points. We know Link now is missing an arm. Um, that more or less seems to be what the Sheikah slate became because of how they showed the Magnesis with uh, kind of like a mace ball, more or less. Uh, he's got differing powers. I don't think I'm going to get the hook shot, which is what I've wanted, but that's fine. I really like that whole you're climbing up probably like a tower or something and then you more or less go through it like kitty pride from x-men and come out the other side i thought that was really cool um i am very curious to see how everything melds together uh especially with like the dlc and now that we know hyrule castle is like floating off into the sky more or less is it gonna um, reference that stuff are we gonna play as zelda um this time like throughout the game as well as you were kind of saying the rumor about ganon uh but I am stoked. My guess is that it's it's probably going to be around the same time as last uh, last time that it released in that March window. I could be wrong, um, but I, I don't know how everybody like if anybody else is doing podcasts don't end on this note as far as after this week because of just seeing more and more of this game and everybody is hyped on it. Yeah, it looks it looks freaking awesome. I can't wait to to see it. I've seen seems uh, some theories as well, and I really hope that we get to play uh, as Zelda at some point during during this. I've seen like people say, uh, like in the under if there are underground portions of the game, you play as Zelda because there's a there's a part in this trailer where she goes even deeper than where they already were in the original trailer. Uh, Link, you play on the land, and in the sky, you play as potentially Ganon if this is Ganon. 
Um, but yeah, this this looks awesome. Like, there's a shot in the trailer where either Ganon or Link, I'm not sure which the, what the character is, but I'll, I'll say it's it's Link for now. Um, looking, running on the ground, and it's like sunset, and there's like the 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 the, uh, <laughs> the floating islands in the sky, and I'm like, holy crap, dude! This this is gonna be just as beautiful as the first game. I'm still gonna, and there's definitely gonna be so many other things to to see that that are gonna blow my mind. Like I remember playing Breath of the Wild and just being in awe, like in every single section of the map that I would go to, is like, oh my god, this is so much different than where I just was, and. It's so fun to explore the area that I'm so excited to see what changes they did to to the map to make it even more fun to explore. Christian, yeah. Did this trailer make uh, make anybody want to replay Breath of the Wild? Yes. 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 Yeah. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yep. <laughs> yep. There was there was people online that also reversed the audio of this trailer and apparently it like ties into the Breath of the Wild theme and something else as well. Uh but yeah, I was like, "Oh my god, that's kind of a deep cut. That's crazy." Um but yeah. That was cool. Uh guys, uh we have talked for so long. Uh I don't know if you guys do you guys want to skip games of the week this week or games we're playing this week and then just come back next week and uh and talk all about our games we're playing just tell everyone to buy ratchet and clank yeah Yeah, (laughs) pretty much yeah uh are you guys cool with that yeah yeah all right so join us next week to hear our raves about ratchet and clank all of us except Roro. I'm sorry, Roro. <laughs> uh, <laughs> all right. Anything else, guys? Oh, Cyberpunk 2077 is returning to PSN on June 21st. I just wanted to throw that in there real quick. Little too too little too late. CDPR. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's kind of come and gone. I think, unfortunately for them. But yeah. Anything else before we close out the show, guys? Very disappointing, you Nintendo No Kirby Air Ride 2. How could you? Oh. So bad. <laughs> there's always next year. <laughs> always next year. I mean, they have so many directs. There's always three yeah. months from now, four months from now, five months from <laughs> Tomorrow, who knows? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> who knows? <laughs> right. Well, uh, thank you again to everyone joining us both live on YouTube and on Twitch, as well as podcast services everywhere, including Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, SoundCloud, Spotify, and Stitcher. Thank you, Roro, Christian, and Sean. I am Daniel, and this has been Podcast PXN, and we are out. Much love and keep on gaming. Deuces. I'm safe. <laughs>